Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, and my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. Man, it's a good life being an overcomer. Hallelujah! It's it's a wonderful life, man. If if unbelievers only knew. How great it is to walk this walk of faith. I mean, God will do so much for you. He will manifest His goodness in your life and those around you until it just overflows. It's wonderful. Now, you, you're in this world, in this life, so there will be some things you still have to deal with and overcome. But with His help, that's what you do. You overcome. You win and you win and you win until you hit the big win and get on out of here to glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come on into the class and let's receive what he has for us today. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so good to us, for being so gracious and so kind and so merciful. We want to know more about you. We we seek your face and your wisdom and your plan and your will. Uh, cause these words to uh, open up to us, Lord, and our eyes and ears and heart to be able to see and receive answers today, help today. We purpose to walk in the light of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look with me, please, in Matthew, the 15th chapter. Let's continue. In our study in this series, we're calling Faith for Healing. Faith for Healing comes from hearing the word about healing. And uh, there are some 20 individual accounts of healing recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Many, many more, tens of thousands of people were healed, but only those 20 or so where detail is given. And we're down now to number 10 in our study, the healing of the Syrophoenician's daughter. And this recorded Matthew 15, also in Mark 7. In verse 21 of Matthew 15, said, Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Zidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And we said this is a surprising response. Jesus not even answering her. Compared to the other accounts we've already looked at because more than once Jesus would immediately respond and said I, I do will be healed. I'll come and, and heal him. Uh, immediate response. But here he keeps moving, I guess, like he did not even hear her. Not one word. Not even acknowledging she's there or that she asked a question. 
And on yesterday, we went into some detail about, you know, does God hear all prayers? And the answer is no. We looked at Scripture, and I didn't go through all the Scripture, but there's, I mean, on one occasion, the, the Lord told the prophet, I believe it was uh, Jeremiah, he said, uh, don't pray to me about that. And uh, he told Moses one time, he said, don't ask me about that again. Uh, Prayer is not this religious ritual thing that people have developed in traditions of men. It is communion with God. You talk to Him, and He talks to you. Well, the thing about God, He knows if you're playing games or not. He, other people may not know it, may not discern it, but you can't fool God, and you can't come with a bunch of borrowed phraseology and, and vain repetitions and him even listen to you or pay attention to you because you're not serious. You don't even mean business. You're not even talking to him. You're doing some religious thing that has nothing to do with him. And sadly, millions of people are doing... Well, think about all the people in other religions. They're not even praying to him. So does he hear that? No. No, they've rejected him. So, uh, no, God does not hear every prayer. And he does not, obviously doesn't answer every prayer. We saw in the book of Proverbs that if you ignore the word, your prayer is detestable. Now, that's a, that's a phrase. Isn't it? I mean, King James said, abominate your prayers and abomination. Ooh. <laughs> Talk about a bad prayer. It's a bad, it's a bad prayer. So can you pray good prayers and bad prayers? Yeah, you can. And God is certainly not obligated to hear any goofy thing we come up with. Right? Just because we decided to... Uh, you can tell God's not real to people because they just decide something in their head and well, that's how it should be and God should do it. Have you talked to Him about it? Have you, what did he say in his word already about it? Well, they got, don't have a clue, but they just know that God should conform to me and back me up. No, dear, you're not God. He's God, right? He's God, so you conform to him. And that's why Jesus said, if you abide in me, that word abide, we'd say live, live or dwell. If you live in me, and my words live in you. Can you see, this is not just something you do at church for a couple of hours. This is how you live. If you live in me, does that sound like daily communion? Right? And my words live in you. Does that sound like you're hearing, thinking his words all the time? Right? Then he said, you'll ask whatever you will, and it shall be done to you. Now that is a successful prayer life. Right? But can you see... It's based on something. You are, you know, for instance, 1 John says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Man, that's a lot of knowing, right? You know, and you know, and you know. Well, how are you going to find that? It started off with you knowing the will of God, Right? You knew that what you're asking is the will of God. How could you find that? Thank God for this book. 
right? And the author of the book who lives in us now that we're born again. So no, God does not hear every prayer or every request. Uh, I know uh, my father in the faith, uh, Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now, he said uh, uh, somebody had come to one of his friends, pastors, and wanted him to believe God with him and pray with him that God would give him somebody else's wife. Well, could God hear that prayer? Is that ignoring some word? Yes. <laughs> huh? Well, then is that a bad prayer? Yes. Right? If you, that's what it's, the scripture said. If you, uh, if you don't hear the, the law and the word, your prayer is an abomination. So um, that's why we need to feed on the word uh, just on a continuous basis. Because elsewise, you don't think right. You don't know his will, and you're liable to ask anything, right? And you're liable to ask prayers and say things that he just can't hear. Because he's not going to contradict what he's already said, and he's not going to change, because he's not the one that needs to change, right? If there needs to be a change, it's us who do the changing and conforming to him, uh, not him changing. Well, notice what uh, the Lord went on to say. When she said, have mercy on me, verse 23, he answered her not a word. So they obviously kept on going and his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away for she cries after us. So she wouldn't quit. This is an indication of her great faith. You got to be persuaded of something to stay with it like this, right? Because if you're easily deterred, first little thing that you don't like, you'll quit. And so how many think that a, a number of people could have got offended when the preacher just ignores you like you're not even there? No. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, brother. How would that, how would that fly today? <laughs> a woman comes in desperate need for help for her daughter. To the ministry, to the minister, to the preacher. And he doesn't say, hi, bye. He's standing right there looking at you. He heard you. You know he heard you. <laughs> and he just walks away like you're not even there. Now see, that, that doesn't sound like Jesus to us. And yet, it obviously is. So like we said, you know, like my instructor Bible School said a long time ago, always stay on God's side. Are we going to stay on Jesus' side here? Yes. Before we know yes. why he did, what he did, how many could just say he must have had a good reason? Yes. Right? Yes. And can you see, when you say that, what are you saying? Well, Jesus is good. I mean, they don't come any better, right? He is good. <laughs> Jesus is good. He always does the right thing. Now, I don't know why he ignored this lady, but if he did, he must have had a reason. And it must have been a good reason. And it's not because he's mean and don't care. Right? Even when you don't know why, there are things you do know that keep you stable, that keep you solid. And it's this, God is good. He's a good God. Faithful God. Does he care? about this woman's daughter. You know he does. Yes. Class, can, can we assume that? Yes. Did Jesus care that this woman's daughter back at home 
vexed with this evil spirit. You know he does. Why did he come to the earth? <laughs> right? To save humanity from just such this kind of thing. So why then is he seemingly ignoring her? Just ignoring her. It, it happened over a few minutes because some, it had to be a little bit of time because now they're coming and saying, would you send this lady away? Right? <laughs> why? Because she is really bugging us. <laughs> she is bugging us and she cries. I mean, she's, she's loud and she just keeps on with this, you know. <laughs> now, now, how many know that if you didn't get offended the first time, <laughs> right? <laughs> because the main preacher just acted like he didn't exist. Now his staff, <laughs> you can hear them. You're right there. And they're saying, would you please make this lady go away? <laughs> How many people could have gotten indignant and said, well, excuse me. I thought this was a church. I thought this was a ministry where somebody could come get some help. But I see it's not. She could have given them a piece of her mind and left without. Without. And we wouldn't be talking about her today. The reason we're talking about her today, she wouldn't quit. She started out so imperfectly. We have reason to believe she is heathen. Her and her folks, idol worshipers. We, we already read what the Canaanites did. <laughs> Uh, in, the, in the scripture, previous lessons, ungodly. Whew. You could use the word filthy. Filthy ungodly. And maybe the phrase she's using is just borrowed. It, it must be for Jesus not to even respond like this. And uh, yet, can you see why she's in the book? She's willing to make any adjustment necessary. Can you see it? She, she's willing, but she's not going away. <laughs> right? Uh-uh. And she's willing to adjust and to change. And notice what Jesus said. After, one, he ignored her. Two, the disciples had sent her away. And three, this would do it for the rest of the folks that hadn't left yet. He answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And later on, this is not even the, the final one. <laughs> right? Later on, in essence, he calls her and her people dogs. <laughs> so, you got to put yourself in, in this woman's place before there was a Matthew. Uh, What's she to make of this? What's going on here? Why did Jesus say, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? Here you see revelation of why he hasn't already answered her. She has no covenant. Are y'all with me, class? She's not a Jewish proselyte. We've got no reason to think she's a believer in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
Again, the Bible said she's a Canaanite. Hmm? Well, as such, she's never made any stand of faith for God or, or any commitment to Him to try to come to Him. She has no covenant. And He said, I'm just sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's very aware of the limitations of his current earthly ministry. Can you see this class? And we need to know our ministry. We're not called, me as an individual, you as an individual, this church, that church, this ministry is not called to do everything. We can't do everything. We're not called to minister to everybody. There are people we're sent to. There are areas we have a part in. And that's our thing. And we need to focus on that. And Jesus, that's, that's what he said. He's not trying to be mean to her. He knows his ministry and the scope of it. Now, we've got to talk about two different things. He has come into the earth to be the Redeemer. But he also has his earthly ministry. Now, his, him being the Redeemer, that's in a category by itself. Nobody can do what he did as the sinless, spotless Lamb of God sacrificed for humanity. But his ministry is not in a category by itself. He did that as an example for us to follow. And he's ministering like other men or women would minister. So he says, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, what is he saying? You don't have a covenant with God. And if you don't have a covenant, you don't have access. Now, people don't like that because there is this thing that people, they try to believe that, well, we're all the children of God. Every human being on the planet is a child of God. Listen to what Jesus said. It's not right to take the children's bread and, and throw it to the dogs. Is he, so is he saying everybody's a child of God? No. No. They're not just one family spiritually. Uh, Jesus told some of the most religious people of his day, you are of your father the devil. Didn't he tell them that? Well, then are they the children of God? No. They're the children of the devil. Now, a lot of people don't like this. But did I make this up or am I quoting scripture? I'm, I'm referring to something Jesus said. So, you are not a child of God just because you exist. Just because you were born on the planet. Doesn't make you a child of God. There are two spiritual families in the earth. And that's why Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. Right? And when you're born again, the scripture says you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness. Hallelujah. Into the kingdom of God's dear son. Hallelujah. We've been brought out of darkness into his marvelous. Oh, somebody say marvelous. Marvelous light. And it is marvelous. Hallelujah. She is not in uh, 
a covenant with God. The, the covenant that was available at that time was the old covenant. And the, how many remember uh, their blessings, right, for keeping God's laws and word and curses if you didn't. And, and there was protection and there were many benefits under the old covenant. And these previous healings where we've seen, like the ruler of the synagogue, people show up. See, these are Jewish people that believe in God. And I mean, what kind of response did we see? Boom. Response. But she had not, she had not made the decision to come to God. She just wants healing for her daughter. Is that an issue? It is an issue. I had somebody that I ministered to some years ago that they had a, a, a real sickness issue in their, their family. And over a period of time, I just felt like we weren't making progress. And I thought, what's going on here? You know, we should be making better progress by now. This had been weeks and weeks. And, and uh, uh, I, in time of prayer, one time, I saw it in my spirit. You can see things in your heart quicker than it'd take you half a day to try to explain it. But it was like this. I, I could see these, these folks, uh, like if uh, this lady represents God, it's like they were... They didn't, didn't really want to get any closer to God than they had to to get their, their healing and then go back to their life. Is that an issue? It is an issue. Because they didn't really want God. They just wanted something He could do for them. And they don't want to change. We got, see, we've got to remind ourselves, this woman is from a really ungodly bunch. Does she want to change? Now we know from what we already see in the scripture, even if her daughter had got deliverance and help, if they don't make a change, she'd wind up in the same or worse shape. Is that right? Right away, because how'd she get in this condition to begin with? Yes, God is a healer. Yes, he's the deliverer. But you know, he cares more about you than just your healing. Right? And so many times, whether we need a healing or we need to be set free from something or we need a, a material provision or help in our family or with our kids or our marriage, if we'd listen, you come to God and you should say, Lord, I, I need help. And if you'd listen to him, the Bible says, you know, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and get help, find help in the time of need. If we'd listen the father would say, I know it, I know it, but come on up here. Come here. Come here, sit down right here. Come on. Come on. And, and so many people are like, you know, God, I just don't, I'm, I'm busy. I mean, I, I just, if you could just zap me and let me go. I mean, I just, <laughs> if you could just get the money to me and because I have got, he says, I know, I know. That's why. Come here. <laughs> huh? Because so many times there's more going on than that physical need or that financial need. And the biggest thing is about our relationship with him and where our heart's at. And if we'd come and draw near to him and let him draw near to us, he may talk to us about things that we didn't think had anything to do with that area. And yet it has to be fixed or elsewise, we'll be back in same or worse shape next week 
Come on, can you see that? He's not just interested in bailing us out of crisis to crisis. He wants us to live the victorious life. He wants us to walk in peace. Hallelujah. Walk with him in peace and joy and victory. And not just keep dealing with the same problem over and over and over. And again, he wants to get it fixed. So he'll say, "Come, no, come here, come in, sit down and, and relax. <laughs> Be still and know that I'm God. Let me talk to you. You know that thing I mentioned to you 15 years ago? You still need to fix that. You still need to fix that. You know this thing that my word says? Quit ignoring that. Do it. Right? How many understand what I'm talking about? Yes. And, and all these things go together. And when we're walking in the light with him, man, everything that could hinder our faith and cause us to be condemned or ashamed or upset falls away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you know that you're right with him, you get bold as a lion. Amen. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Amen. And I mean, you'll put your foot down and put the devil on the run. You will reach up and lay hold of the blessing and receive it when these other things are not hindering you and holding you back. And you can see the woman sure did the right thing because even though he didn't answer, even though they said, send her away, even though he said, sorry, not for you. <laughs> she said, yeah, but I'm staying. What, <laughs> what do I got to do, <laughs> right? Next thing you know, she fell down and worshiped him. How many believe even if she was using some borrowed phrases earlier, that's out the window. Can, can you see that? I mean, she fell down and worshiped him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is she making changes? Can you see? Is she, do you suppose she's thinking about, we got to make changes when we get back home, right? All of these things. And the result was her daughter was delivered and healed. Hallelujah. Somebody say, me too. Me, me too. Well, that's it. Our time's up again today. So enjoy being with you. God is so good. Come back next time. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've really enjoyed being with you again this week. Uh, God is helping us so much. We're getting insight into God and His ways and how faith works. Uh, I know many of you are uh, already partners with us and it just encourages us so much that you pray for us and, and believe in us and that you send offerings and help send this broadcast all over the world. Uh, I want you to know that because of that, you have every right to stand and believe for harvest. Coming back into your life, the Lord talked about sowing and reaping in partnership, not just sowing, but sowing and reaping. Now we were mentioning that when, when you're praying for things, you don't just want to have it in your mind, well, this needs to happen. You want to ask God what to do. He will show you what job to do, what contracts, where to go, uh, what profession to pursue, what, what major to pursue. Ask Him. I'm going to ask Him with you right now. Father, show our partners, all of them, what to pursue, what path to take, what occupation, and 
what contract and every one of these details and I agree with them for abundant harvest because your plans come pre-blessed. Hallelujah. Well, come back with us next week. We have a lot more to learn about faith for healing and faith in God. I'll see you soon here in Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.